Welcome, everyone, to the first ever episode of WP Radio. This is a podcast brought to you by the Ontario Insurance Adjusters Association. If you're part of the insurance industry and want to hear in-depth stories and industry experts, along with discussions and interviews, then this is the podcast for you. I host a monthly podcast where I feature guests on the show, get to know them better, and also find out the latest news from around the industry. I'm Terry Doherty, your host. Now let's get this show started. On today's episode of WP Radio, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Jennifer Graham. She's our current president of the OIAA. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Jennifer as well as just upcoming events in the OIAA. And uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview. So let's get started. Welcome to WP Radio, Jen. Uh, thanks for uh, agreeing to be on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Um, so, Jen, before we kind of get started, um, talking about all the things you're going to do with uh, the OIAA this year and in your presidency, let's kind of get a little bit of information about you. Tell me a little bit about your background, where you come from, what you what you did before you were an adjuster, and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. Um, well, I um, was born the uh, youngest of four. I'm the youngest of four siblings um, in Toronto and uh, lived here until 19... 19- lived here because I'm here now, but lived here till 1998 before moving to Ottawa. But before that, I uh, attended school here. I went to Havergal College, um, and then for university, I went to London to the University of Western Ontario for four years, and then graduated from there and didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had an honors English degree and didn't necessarily want to go into the teacher's mode, which was sort of the in thing to do at the time. So I um, was working in, in retail uh, and then got a call from a family friend who owned an independent adjusting firm here in Toronto called King Insurance Adjusters to see if I wanted to go and, in essence, work there for the summer, sort of learning some more office admin stuff. So I agreed, and uh, that was my sort of forte into the insurance industry and never looked back. So then I moved to Ottawa, as I say, in 1998 for an opportunity and um, remain there to this day. Yeah, it's funny how we all get into insurance. Nobody ever goes, hey, I want to be an insurance adjuster. No, no. (laughs) I've never met No one that I've talked to, that's for sure. Yeah, I've never met anybody that actually has ever said that. I I hear you. I hear you. I do understand, though, that your parents owned a toy store. They did, yes. So um, when I was about 13, so well after toy purchasing requirement days, they, um, my dad, who's an entrepreneur, decided that he and my mom would um, purchase a couple of toy stores. So they had, I believe there were about four or five, um, and the flagship store was called the Toy Shop. Very sort of plain name, but it was well known throughout Canada and United States. We had lots of clients all over the place. And they, um, the store was located down in Yorkville at Bay and Cumberland. So I had the opportunity in high school and then while well, attending university during breaks and, and summer months to uh, to work down there. So it was a great opportunity and, and got to meet lots of interesting, wonderful people and um, from all over the world. That's cool. That's really different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I also understand that you like fishing and hockey. I do. Well, when I was when I was fishing, I, I like the um, actual part of going fishing. My husband Peter is the avid fisherman, but um, it's it's a great opportunity. We have a uh, a trailer up near Eganville, Ontario, which we've been going to for years and years. 
and Peter loves his fishing, so it's a great opportunity for us to spend some time together out on the boat for a couple of hours a day on the weekends. And um, so he's, he's taught me how to, to fish. I can do it. I still rely on him to do most of the, you know, putting the worm on the hook and I cast. I try and catch and then he reels them in, cleans them and does everything else. But anyways, it's it's a good time for us to just sit and enjoy our time out on the water. And then from a hockey perspective, I started walking, watching hockey, I think, when I was about six or seven years old with my dad. Because in the, those days, as I say, I was the baby of four. So my older siblings would have homework to do. And I, at that stage, didn't have homework to do. And I felt very left out. So my dad decided that perhaps I could come and sit and watch hockey with him on Wednesday and Saturday nights. And that would be sort of my homework is to sit and watch it with him. And that's what I did all the way through school and continue to do it to this day. Well, I saw you on action or in action on, uh, on Wednesday night. You really, uh, really liked that Stanley cup. Well, it, it's, it's absolutely a dream of mine to be anywhere near that thing. And as I mentioned in the, the article, I'll never, ever probably as a new fan, which is sad to say, be well mind you we have some good players this this year and moving forward but i've not had a lot of success with the stanley cup as a leaf fan so it's uh it's nice to have at least some type of um, opportunity to be near it for sure so what's your connection with um with the hockey hall of fame you seem to have a lot of pull there on uh on on wednesday night well, it was, I mean, being a hockey fan, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for a kickoff party to have it there. And fortunately, all the stars aligned and we were able to, to have um, it available so we could get that booked. And then um, my brother, who I'm not sure if you met, Jeff Graham, he used to years and years ago work at the Hockey Hall of Fame and um, worked in sort of the... Um, event planning as well as then started getting involved with the actual sort of keeping of the cup so to speak and he got another friend of ours Mike Bolt a job there gosh probably about at least 20-25 years ago and Mike is sort of the second in command now behind Phil Pritchard who is the official keeper of the cup Um, and so Mike has the opportunity to travel around the world and and, um, take the cup to all places here and there and I invited him to the event just as a friend and they behind my back sneaky little things they are uh, made arrangements with the president of Hockey Hall of Fame to see if they could bring the cup down for half an hour for our event which is unheard of it was very um, very much appreciated and I'm, I'm hoping that everybody enjoyed the opportunity to be up close and personal with it. I was very, very thankful. Yeah, it was really cool for a person that didn't grow up uh, watching a lot of hockey or being around it. Just the actual cup itself was really cool to be in the room with. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of nostalgia. And like I, I actually got a chance to speak to Mike and uh, and tell him that, which he said, you know, that happens a lot. There's a lot of people that were like, hey, I'm not really a big hockey fan, but I'd love to have my picture with this cup. And uh, so for me, that's kind of what it was. It's... Uh, looking at all the different teams. I actually enjoyed walking through the Hockey Hall of Fame. It was a, a really neat thing because I actually worked for um, one of the players off the Toronto Maple Leafs back in the 80s. Oh, as, did you? Yeah, Which one? Mike Palmatier. So, oh, gosh, Mike Palmatier, goalie. Awesome. 
Yes. Number 30-something, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, 30. Um, <clears throat> so it was, uh, it was kind of neat to see his mask in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And the guy that I was speaking with, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but uh, he was telling me a little bit about Mike. And he, he seemed to know an awful lot about the whole the whole Mike Palmatier thing. And I was just telling him, you know, like I only knew him after he played hockey. Um, he was a really cool guy and uh, a kind of a fun boss because I think that's just his personality or whatnot. But yeah, no, it well, was neat. Well, and Mike has so many different stories because he travels as, you know, when the team wins the cup, I think it's a day or two that each uh, player gets to, to take the cup home or wherever they'd like to go. So the stories that he's, <clears throat> pardon me, able to tell us, are wonderful, and I'm sure there's a whole host of ones that he's not able to relate to us just because of, you know, what goes on on the road stays on the road kind of thing. But he's got some fascinating stories and history, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awe-inspiring when you're that close to that trophy, which is one of the most well-respected and well-known trophies in the world. So yeah, it was, it was a blast. I couldn't believe, um, now I saw people carrying it, um, but it's got to have some weight to it. It does. It's about 30-some-odd pounds, I believe, and um, he's not – we're not allowed to – anybody who does actually pick up the cup, puck, or puck, cup, which they don't encourage, obviously, but the, the tradition and the respect that it has is unless you actually win the Stanley Cup, you are not able to lift it up over your shoulders or anywhere up in that general vicinity. So apparently players, active players in the NHL now and past players, even if they – carry the cup for or see the cup or have their picture with the cup nobody even dares lift that cup up unless they've earned that honor to do so yeah it was so. interesting and i noticed that uh the people carrying the cup all wore gloves yes uh but yes. they allowed people to touch it physically without yes. gloves which i thought was an interesting thing yes yes absolutely and i'm i'm sure as i say it's probably been in lots of different places so it needs to be um cleaned every once in a while as well but no it's great they they it is a very hands-on um opportunity which which is is great for anybody who's a fan for sure leading edge claim services is your best choice in claims investigation needs throughout the golden horseshoe and beyond for property casualty auto marine agricultural and environmental claims find out more by visiting their website at www.leadingedgecs.ca. That's www.leadingedgecs.ca. Now back to the show. All right. Well, let's let's talk about uh, you as an adjuster. You're with PCA. I'm with PCA Adjusters. Yes, I started with them back in 2001 and uh, work out of the auto office. We've got the three branches. We've got our Belleville office, our Kingston office, and our auto office. There are, I believe, eight adjusters now, and um, we service all throughout the eastern Ontario region. I'm a multi-line adjuster, so handle all sorts of different claims, primarily focusing on liability and accident benefits is sort of my forte, uh, I guess you could say, and, um, but, but also handle property claims as well, personal lines and commercial, um, and uh, municipality, you know, type claims. So a lot of different variety, which makes this a lot more interesting in terms of our day-to-day sort of responsibilities. So it's, uh, no, I love it. I'm road adjuster, so going, seeing clients and visiting people within their homes or in businesses or doing scene investigations or everything that 
sort of keeps this job very interesting. So it's great. Yeah, I always explain to people when I'm talking to them that, you know, um, ever since I've been in the insurance industry, there's never been a dull day. There's never no. been. There's, I've never had the same claim twice. Exactly. No two claims are the same. And even if it seems like it's, you know, your standard auto accident that comes across liability claim, you know, somebody turned left in front of me, there always seems to be some dynamic that takes it to a different level. So it's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a wonderful job. I really do enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also got the pleasure to meet your husband, Peter, over the last year. Uh, you know, you guys seem really happy together and doing your thing, and he's always there supporting you with the OAAA. Well, well thank you. Yes, he's a, he's a wonderful man. He, um, you know, got married in 2008. Uh, we met probably in about 2005. And he's been, he's, he's sort of my best friend and confidant, and, and we don't have any kids, so with being involved in the OIAA, it's, it's very time-consuming, um, in a good way, of course, but finds me sort of in Toronto quite often or, or traveling to the various provincial conferences or that kind of thing. So he's been a great supporter and uh, sort of has been part of the extended OIAA family for a long time. And when I have the opportunity to, um, if it suits, I um, ask him to come along and uh, so he can enjoy and sort of see what goes on with the association and the people and the industry. And, and he very much enjoys it. And uh, oftentimes, Peter, first question I get is, oh, is Peter here? As opposed to, hey, Jen, how are you doing kind of thing. So um, he's, he's, got, he's built a bit of a reputation amongst, uh, amongst our colleagues and uh, I'm very happy for it because he's, he's a wonderful supporter, as I say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you didn't know any better, you would think he was definitely a member of the OIAA. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty good. And he's a very, he, he supports the industry and, you know, he works, um, he's in management at Canada Post. So he um, fortunately has some very supportive uh, employers as well because they understand sort of what my role this year is in particular. And, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a couple of opportunities for Peter to attend some of the events as well. So they've been great um, allowing that. And they also appreciate sort of what we do and, and the whole education networking opportunity that our association brings to the industry. Um, and, you know, they foster that in, in their line of work as well. So um, they've been very supportive in that regard. Well, you know, you brought up the whole OIAA, and now that you are president, um, that, that kind of says a lot of things. Uh, first of all, that you've been with the OIAA a long time. Um, so kind of tell me, um, what got you involved with the OIAA? Well, I first started uh, in Ottawa soon after I moved here in, in um, two, uh, sorry, 1998. We, I worked at the time at um, Cunningham Lindsay Adjusters, and I didn't know a lot of people, and my boss at the time sort of said, well, you know what, there's an opening uh, for a director position on the local chapter of the OIA, the Ottawa chapter. Um, and so she suggested that that might be a great opportunity for me to go and, and get to know some people locally. And so I said, sure, why not? So I went to my first meeting, and like the first time I walked into King Insurance Adjusters, never looked back in terms of being involved in, in the industry and, and the association. So I worked my way through the various levels of the local chapter, um, from the director all the way up to the to the president and then past president, and then became the Ottawa chapter delegate, oh gosh, a long time ago, I can't even tell you the year, but um, and was the chapter delegate for a 
at least five, six years before um, deciding to throw my hat into the ring to run for the secretary position on the provincial executive, which, as you know, Terry, is a commitment in itself only because it's a six-year commitment. So you start sort of at the secretary position and then work your way up. So um, that's that's where I am. I'm, I'm three-quarters of the way through the journey, and I can't believe it's September already, and the year seems to have flown by. Yeah, no. we're, we're only two months in, so it's it's going to really fly by, I think. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I spoke to Ian uh, at the changeover, and he was, like, relieved but sad, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that his time was done basically as president, and he said he had a great time doing it. So I expect you're going to have the exact same thing, getting to travel to the different uh, chapters and going to events and, you know, speaking yes. engagements. Yes, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to that. I've already got a few chapter visits lined up, and um, it just it gives the opportunity to go out and and you know meet the local chapter um, members and um, sort of see what they're all about, see sort of what they're doing in their chapters, and and that's the beauty of the monthly meetings that we have in Toronto at the provincial level is. We have each of the chapter delegates from all of the 10 chapters represented within Ontario come to our meetings and, and report back um, sort of what's going on in, in their chapters and what's working, what's not working, um, what education um, seminars they have lined up, um, are there any fundraising or, or social events that are upcoming or on a broader scale, are there any concerns that they have or questions regarding some of the trends within the industry that Perhaps other chapters are having that, you know, we can sort of brainstorm and come together and, and get some solutions or get some new ideas to try something different. Yeah, I found it amazing. Like when I um, when I first started and I again, I've only been in the OIAA in the executive or the junior part of the executive or whatever you want to call it. Uh, last year, I I kind of got um, voluntold that I should join up and, uh, yes, you know, yes. I haven't looked back. It's been great. I got to tell you, it's been just a wonderful time getting to know everybody from all over the place and, you know, making new friendships and and also just, you know, getting to know different people from, from our industry. It's been a lot of fun. 100%. And, and you have been an absolute valuable asset uh, so far. Some of the ideas that you've brought to this, um, to, to this level has uh, been so inspiring and, and uh, we're really excited moving forward. And this podcast, WP Radio, pardon me, that you have created is um, is a perfect opportunity to, you know, to take things to the next level and open up a whole new different world in terms of where we can get exposure and reach out to and, and have people get involved. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm, I'm loving the opportunity. I've got to tell you, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, now, what I found really interesting, what was the amount of charity work that the OIAA and each chapter actually does. Right. So, and, and that's, that's a big component of, of the organization because, you know what, we, we want to give back as well and to represent our industry and, and um, you know, within the bigger communities that we are involved in. And so we have several, each, each chapter has their own charities that they choose uh, to represent um, or to support, certainly, for any given period of time, um, and um, that includes at the provincial level. So for the last few years, it's been the Alzheimer's Society, which is a wonderful, wonderful charity. And this year, I decided to, and it's, it's always the 
quote, president's choice as to what the charity is. And so this year, um, I decided to um, choose the Autism Society of Ontario, uh, which I think is a very worthy cause and, and charity. And, and certainly most people that I know have either direct or indirect um, affiliation with somebody that has autism or, um, you know, distant cousins or that kind of thing. So it's just, it's a great charity in terms of what happens and what they do for their, for their members. Um, But by the same token, it's, it's doesn't get as much support, um, certainly provincially or federally after a certain age, whenever the child gets to a certain age, the um, compensation, compensation is not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean, drops off. Um, So a lot of of parents are, are having to, you know, fund some of their um, extra assistance and care directly. So any little bit that we can do, um, I think, would is is very helpful and and hopefully appreciated. Yeah, no, I uh, I was I was really interested that they that it had changed. I didn't know that it was a presidential um, decision. So yeah, it was it was kind of great. I mean. Uh, Alzheimer's is a great charity as well, but uh, yep. I'm I'm excited and hopefully we'll get somebody out from the autism uh, society or somebody that you know come out and do a, a speaking engagement would be great at one of our functions. We will indeed, and and what we do is um, so the ticket sales that are sold for the golf tournament and for the annual Christmas party, um, a certain portion of those tickets uh, costs are held back and put into a benevolent fund. So at the end of the year, usually our last year, end of year event, meaning the golf tournament, we present a, um, a check to the representative from the charity, um, sort of what we've collected over the years. So it's uh, that's something that's been done for years and years. And, and the nice part about the fact that it's the president's choice is it's something that's near and dear to their heart or they have as i say some type of um, connection or affiliation with so it's it's makes it that much more special because you know you're working towards a goal that's important to you so that that's why autism was a, was a great choice for me and absolutely we are going to have them out at uh, at a couple of our events so we're looking forward to that well uh, when we're talking about events um we have some upcoming events, um, past president's night. Do you want to fill me in on a little bit of that? Sure. I, unfortunately, uh, last year I, I, I missed that event, um, so I, I, I don't actually know what even goes on there. Well, absolutely. So our next event is, uh, and coming up quite quickly, it's going to be on October 11th, and it's our annual past president's and honorary members' night, which is held, obviously, every year. Um, and this year it's being held at the Sandman Signature Hotel out near the airport. And what it is, is it's an evening to recognize um, all of the past presidents of the association that have, over the years, sort of paved the way and given their time um, and dedication to the association. And it's it's an opportunity for um, current executive plus any other member, um, social member, associate member, um, adjuster member, to come out and really say thank you and support and it's just a nice evening of 
cocktails and and um, sort of some networking and some visiting, and then we have a lovely dinner, and and uh, we're going to have entertainment this year as well. Victor J. Henson, who is a um, comedian, musical comedian, I guess you could say, will be um, will be providing the entertainment this year, and so we send out invitations to all the past presidents and honorary life members, and um, over the years we've we've had great turnout, and I encourage everybody and anybody to come out and uh and participate and join us and and i'm sure you're going to have a lovely evening so yes just three weeks away so if they wanted to buy tickets or get tickets to this event is it something they have to purchase online how would they go about it yes you can go online to our website www.oiaa.com and just there will be a icon there uh, which will take you directly to the link for the past president's tickets and uh, you can absolutely like you do for the other events purchase them online and um, then just show up on the evening of october 11th all right fantastic um now i i know we do other events we have the the uh, the holiday party or Christmas party at you know downtown Toronto, but one that I really enjoyed last year was the claims conference. And again, I haven't right. been in years. Um, you know, not being a GTA guy anymore, being out in Kingston, just didn't have an opportunity to uh, you know set some time aside. But last year, as being a part of the executive, I got a chance and an opportunity to go back, and it was amazing how things have changed and just evolved. It's it's on a whole new level as far as I'm concerned. It is, and and I mean, a lot of us who have been doing this sort of for a long time say that one our one of our favorite events is the annual claims conference in downtown Toronto, and it's just again you want to talk about a flagship event. That's the one that we're sort of most proud of, just because it's it's so all encompassing in terms of um, you know we have close to two thousand uh, members that attend and. For any adjuster, whether it be a company adjuster, an independent adjuster, um, risk manager, the uh, access to the to the conference is free. So, I mean, there you go. There's just a incentive 101 right there. And so then for no anybody, at all. there's no charge at all for any adjuster. No. And and if you go to our website as well, we um, normally have, and I'm pretty sure we will again, have listed on our website what is deemed to be um, an acceptable uh, adjuster, meaning that if it's a company adjuster or if it's, um, you know, somebody that's working in claims, there are some stipulations in terms of what would constitute having sort of free membership into the, or free access to the show. For anybody that is not um, considered to be an adjuster, you still have the ability to come to the show, and I believe it's $250 uh, to purchase a ticket. However, I mean, the, the value added just even for that is, is wonderful. Not only do we have the trade show or the, the claims conference itself, which runs all day, but we also have lined up or in the process of lining up nine, I believe, this year um, great seminars that anybody will be able to have access to. And those seminars are sort of cross the spectrum in terms of what their content will be. There's going to be acts and benefits seminars. There'll be ones focusing on liability, on property, on investigation, on social media. So every aspect is covered in order to hopefully assist or bring some insight or light into your day-to-day job. And um, so it's we're really, really excited about that. We're just firming sort of up the, the final ones, but... Uh, 
the seminars and speakers that we have confirmed so far um, are going to be awesome. So it's it's a wonderful, wonderful event. Yeah, I attended uh, one last year for drones, and I mean, as much as I'm a drone owner, uh, I didn't know there was a lot of regulations out there and uh, things you could and couldn't do really with your drone, even though, um, you know, like most people, it's uh, you kind of plead ignorance until something happens. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of eye-opening for me as far as uh, what the rules were with, with regards to flying a drone, so... Well, and that's just it. And I mean, we have, as you know, you've been in this business a long time. There, there's so many changing trends and, and different, I mean, even sort of the same old, same old, there's a new spin to it or there's new regulations that affect it or, you know, so this gives the opportunity for, you know, free for adjusters, um, education, networking opportunities as well to come and, and you know, attend and participate and, and take back to your office sort of what you've learned, and as I say, uh, help hopefully apply it to your day-to-day job. And then the other aspect of, of the claims conference, which we're super excited about, is the job fair, which um, is held in conjunction with the claims conference. And we have students from five, I believe it was last year, of the local um, colleges. And when I say local, they were coming in from Mohawk College in London, so not that local. But um, it is. Last year, I had the opportunity to sort of co-chair the um, the job fair, and I'll tell you, it talk about an inspiring um, event. It's the, the kids, and they're not all kids. Some of them are mature students that um, have enrolled in these insurance programs. So there are some out there that do enroll in the insurance programs, and. Um, they attend our job fair, and we have, last year I believe we had 14 or 15 um, insurers or prospective employers setting up booths, and the students brought their resumes, and they had the opportunity after a morning of sort of a um, panel discussion on the insurance industry, they then had the opportunity to travel around the job fair and meet up with all the different um, companies and, and get further information and insight into sort of what they do, and I, I, I don't have the statistics offhand, but I, I know that there certainly has been success from the employers that have been attending um, hiring some new, uh, some new staff from the job fair. So it's also a great opportunity to, uh, you know, to add a component that, that the students can come and enjoy and, and sort of in a one-stop shop see what's going on in this industry so yeah. we're really excited about that i didn't get a chance to go to it last year i'm going to try and make a concerted effort at some point to either um stick my head in for a few minutes uh we will be running wp live actually wp radio is going to be live the entire day we're going to have vendors on and uh some guest speakers so some of the speakers that are either speaking in the morning i'll meet with them in the afternoon or uh the ones that are speaking in the afternoon hopefully we'll be able to sneak them in early and uh get them to come and talk to me and tell me about what they're going to be just kind of give them a little clip about what they they're going to talk about or what they did talk about um so I, I, I'm going Wonderful. to be pretty busy uh, that day, but I'm, I'm intending on uh, at least sticking my head in because I, I really was interested in that, and I thought it was a really different thing because when I first got into the insurance industry, like I said, it was by fluke uh, more than anything. Um, right. But, I mean, there's a, when I hear it, what's going on, it's, it's just incredible. Well, we, we have, and, and absolutely, and we have, I mean, there's sort of a change in demographic dynamic of our industry as well, is, is there are a lot of 
um, members that have been around for a long time and they're nearing retirement or getting close to retirement. And then there's that sort of stock of, of new, quote, green, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but, you know, newer, um, younger um, members coming into the industry. And that's what's so cool about it is, is you know, I when I first got in this industry, I didn't even think about, you know, some of the investigative techniques that kids have now, kids, people have now in terms of using social media and that kind of thing. And, and they just have such a different um, insight and outlook on this industry, which is really cool because it will bring something new to it. And they're just, you, you walk into that room at the job fair and those kids are, and mature students, um, are just so enthusiastic and, and interested. And it's like, wow, I remember me way back then. And if I had the opportunity to have this type of event, that would, that would have been a, a great sort of springboard um, into the industry. So, yes, absolutely. Make sure you come and pop your head in and, and uh, speak with some of the, the people there. And certainly, by all means, it would be great to pull aside a couple of the students because they've got a lot of really interesting and formative and intelligent things to say. Yeah, that, that's actually not a bad idea. I should probably have a couple of students on the uh, podcast for the day. Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the trade show. It seemed to, uh, it seemed to, you know, from what I remember it, it was just in a big room before it, but this time it would have had more of a personal feel. I mean, um, this last year's was, was really different for me. And I, and again, it, I hadn't been in a few years, so I'm not sure if that had, that change had taken place just last year or, or it was, you know, it'd been years ago. Uh, but yep. yeah, it was, it was a really nice feel. There was music at one point being played in the, in the room and some cocktails, you know, like hors d'oeuvres and stuff later in the afternoon. Is this something new with the OIAA or has this been going on for a while? <laughs> well, uh, last year, Ian Gallagher's year, he, um, I mean, it's been at the convention center for gosh years and years and years and you're right it was always in that one room and it was very kind of you know here's your row and everybody knew where everybody was and everybody kind of and and there's a lot to be said for that but what Ian decided last year is let's change things up a little bit and you know people who have had the same booth in the same spot for that long let's put everybody's in essence hat in a ring and we're going to change the um, structure and the dynamic of the actual trade show floor a little bit and as opposed to doing just sort of, you know, the outer area and then all the rows in between. Let's sort of have pods of four, so to speak, and, and sort of spaced a little bit more um, so it's easier for people to, to walk around and see everybody within that little pod. And so that's what he started last year. And then because of that sort of new dynamic, we, we had to use another room attached to or adjacent to the, the big main hall area and so that sort of was a neat opportunity as well because it gave people to you know the ability to go into both rooms see everything that was going on and so we're going to do that again this year um, because it was a success last year and what we like about it is you know while we appreciate everybody's support that's been there over the years it's great because when people go and they can pick their booth if they get online early and they pick their booth then that gives them just as much opportunity to get a great spot, even though all the spots are wonderful. But do you know what I mean? If they want a preferred spot, that they can come online and do that. So it gives everybody equal um, opportunity, and uh, we've had great retention, and um, you know, people seem to be quite um, appreciative of that. 
The other thing that we are going to be doing as well is uh, we are going to be having some entertainment again this year, which is um, an added bonus. A lot of these people that are working the booths are there, you know, from 10 to 4, which is a long day. And um, so we used, had the mix and mingle in the afternoon previously, which we're also going to have um, sort of a variation of that. But we're going to have uh, this year as well during the lunch hour sort of a light lunch that's going to be served on the floor. So people can stay there, stay engaged, and still have the opportunity to grab a bite to eat. Um, we used to previously also have a guest speaker at lunch and have a big sit-down lunch, and that in itself was always a great success. But last year, Ian decided, let's just you know forego that and focus on the um, trade show component itself and the education aspect of it. And let's just make sure that everybody has the opportunity to get around the trade show floor and see the people they need to see um, and, and all sort of be in that one area. And, uh, and it was very successful, and we're going to do that again this year. Yeah, and what I heard uh, actually from Kyle uh, out in the London chapter, who's also a member of the OIA, um, was there's going to be a magician this year walking around yes. doing some close-up hand magic, which I'm pretty yes. excited about. He looks really cool. He sent me the link to uh, to um, the gentleman. I won't surprise you in advance. I'll just say he's he's a pretty cool looking dude, and um, I think he's going to be a great uh, great asset to the day. And and just you know get, just get people engaged. And not that they aren't already, but this will just be an extra little element um, that we uh, that we will have. Yeah, no, it's um, really looking to it, forward to it. Um, so, Jen, if I'm a vendor or I'm in somebody who is a student and I'm listening to this podcast, how do I get, how do I get signed up for this? How, where am I going? Am I going to the OIAA website again? Or is there Absolutely. a special spot? Or we You're going to the OIA website and it will direct you to the claims conference link and you can just um, connect on there and you will be able to register. It's always a benefit to pre-register um, online first. So if you are a member, again, you're not going to be um, having to pay for, for access to the show. But it's great if you go on, you can pre-sort of register so that when you get your badge, the day of, everything's all in there. They just need to print it out. It also, um, as we get a little bit closer to the show, we will have all the seminar um, information on there, times, rooms, um, speakers, um, and what the topics are, obviously. So you can then go and sort of pre-register for those as well. Um, so absolutely, just go to the website. We will have in the next number of weeks all of that information updated. And uh, I do encourage everybody to go online and pre-register. It just makes the process a lot easier the day of. So uh, that's that's amazing. I mean, that'll make things so easy for everybody. Uh, I, and I encourage everybody to go to the OIAA website um, I joke, but I do know I've been on it quite a few times and I know my way around it. So um, I just wanted, you know, it out there that it, it's a sure. pretty easy website to get to and, and to look at things. There's always great photos. You can go and take a look at photos of events, of past events from different chapters as well. Yes. Um, let's take a Oh, quick... and for vendors, sorry. For yeah. vendors, there are still a few um, booths available. So by all means, I encourage you sooner than later because it will be selling out to um, you can also go online and there is a spot there for um, booth registration. So by all means, please take the opportunity to do that. And uh, it's an it's a easy process as well. And um, make sure that you get in there so you can get involved. 
Yeah, great. Um, now, if I'm a, an adjuster and I'm local uh, to, say, London or Windsor or even down Niagara and out in eastern Ontario, um, how do I get involved? How do I join? Do I join a local chapter? Do I join, like, what's the process? I mean, I, I kind of, again, I... Uh, I, I kind of joined right through the uh, Thousand Islands Adjusters Association. I got an invite right. one day, and I made my way to that. And um, But I'm not sure really if that's the typical way, or what do you typically and that's, do? And that's a very good point. So um, certainly if you know anybody locally within your chapter, um, you can contact them, and then they can direct you to um, sort of the best, uh, the best way to get registered. The easiest way um, is to go to the website. And um, there is a membership um, icon that you press as well, and then that leads you into doing the official registration. If you don't know what chapter um, you would be affiliated with, don't worry about that because Jackie Johnston, our business manager, will be able to direct um, you to that what she's done in the past as well is somebody registers and they say, I'm from XYZ company in Ottawa, um, not knowing if it should be the Ottawa chapter or the Thousand Islands chapter that they register for. Jackie would then reach out to the chapter delegate who in turn would, um, you know, make contact with that new member and give them all the information that they require uh, for their local chapter. But once you are, if you are a member of your, of the OIAA um, in its, entirety you are also a chapter or a, a member of your local chapter as well so the easiest way is to go to the website and get them to um, log on online and and uh, register there and then they will put you with the appropriate chapter and that allows you to go to the various chapter events um, and uh, you'll always get a WP as soon as you become a member you will have access to the WP magazine which is I'm sure a lot of you have seen is is another uh, project near and dear to our hearts, and um, it's we issue uh, publish ten of those a year, and this year we're actually going to have um, two issues. I believe it's the November and the March issue. We're going to do those just strictly online, and so we're not going to be um, distributing hard copies of those. Just because you know the changing trends in this in this world as well, it's a lot of people are trying to go more paperless, and so we're going to try and ease people into the inevitability of that happening down the way. Um, myself, I'm still a fan of getting the hard copy on the desk and taking ten minutes and reading cover to cover um, what's in there, but the content will still be available online. We're just going to try it out for these two issues this year. And when you do log on to become a member, you do actually have the ability to um, click a button stating that you would like all of your WPs on eFlip, uh, which is j just a paperless copy. So there's there's some options moving forward from that. Um, but uh, the WP magazine, and you appreciate it, um, Terry, because you work closely with the with the committee with the WP, and it's it's an awesome avenue to um to get industry news out there to all of our members yeah i i do i work uh i work on all the articles and uh helping get them sourced and from our vendor partners and um and that's where i want to touch on next actually is the uh the social members um i was amazed at how many social members really support the oiaa and the local chapters and i mean i don't think they get a lot um as much recognition as i think they deserve Oh, I'll tell you, the, the, the vendors, um, 
are, in essence, the backbone of this association. I mean, they're the ones that um, support uh, all of our events. And, um, you know, it's it's a great marketing and networking opportunity for them as well to, um, you know, it's, it's sort of a win-win situation. They support us, but when they come out to the events, there will be adjusters there that can help um, support them back from a, you know, from a business networking perspective. But they really um, do make our world go round in a lot of ways, and, and we very, very much appreciate all of their support. And, you know, we're not going to lie, the, the, the industry has sort of changed, and people's lives are a lot busier, and, and employers are demanding a lot more of their staff, and sometimes it's difficult to get um, adjusters out to some of these events, but this year in particular and, and other years, and don't get me wrong, other years have done the exact same thing, but this year we're really focusing on increasing membership and, and getting um, our adjusters out to some of these events, and the way we're doing that is through new innovative ideas like this, Terry, with the with the podcast. And um, the other thing, if you, if you allow me to just go on a little thing Absolutely. here. Absolutely, it's your it's the, your, it's the your um, we are we are developmenting or developmenting developing um, an advisory council this year, um, and it uh, kind of was a brainchild of of a couple of people. I will give props and shout out to Steve Del Greco because he is just an absolute ambassador to this industry. And um, a couple of us were at an event and, and uh, we're discussing that, you know, we really do need to sort of focus and we've been talking about it for years and we've made efforts, but let's, what, what can we do to um, really encourage employers in particular to um, sort of see the benefit of our association? So what we've done is we've developed um, an advisory council, and we'd like to get a different, sexier name at some point, but for our purposes right now, that's what it'll be. And um, so we're, it's just in the sort of the, um, the early stages, but we've identified um, a number of insurers, larger insurers, smaller insurers, um, and uh, risk management companies, that kind of thing, to... And, and we're, we were sending out sort of invitations to um, some of the individuals in upper management to come and, and participate in our council. And the goal will be to sort of have a roundtable discussion. We're going to try and meet a couple times um, every year and sort of, you know, put it all out there and say, look, this is what we can do for you and what can you do for us. And, you know, showing what the benefits are and, and that kind of thing and really focusing on the um, social aspect and, and um, sorry, the education and networking as well as the social aspect. And, you know, what can we do to make it easier for you to have your adjusters come and, and support some of these events, whether it be in person or even, you know, more webinars? Is that something that, that might be of, of benefit to your staff um, is cost an issue is this an issue and and so we're really um, sort of putting ourselves out there and and going to the main people that that would allow their um, employees to come out to some of these events and say this is what we're looking for we want to work in partnership with you to try and, and strengthen and, and increase membership and and what can we do collectively to help out with that and I'll, I have to tell you, the response that we have so far has been very, very positive. And uh, we will be getting our first meeting together very shortly. And, you know, every every little bit helps. And, and um, oftentimes, 
the the managers that are you know perhaps allowing their staff to go to an event don't fully understand the value added you know aspects of it and and what the seminar is all about or what this is all about and that's what we're really going to be focusing on is is ensuring that we um, we get that message out there to encourage um, members to come out and you know what when we do that we're making ourselves better we're making the vendors happy we're um, you know and and bottom line we're growing and strengthening and and making this association the the wonderful success it has and always will be yeah no I uh, I, I I don't know Steve Del Greco very well but I from what I understand he's a past president as well of the OAAA he is a past president, and he is one of our biggest, as I say, supporters and champions. You know, beyond his his time and and commitment that he's had required to be there in in sort of the executive level, he has always been. He's at every event, and he's you know really spearheading this this advisory council, and very well respected in the industry. Knows a lot of different people, and um, and you know that that makes a big difference when we're trying to get a project like this off the ground because if he's on board then um you know we've got a great other members of the advisory council as well but uh with sort of him at the at the helmet uh, it really is um it's it's going to be a great success yeah no I, I i gotta say i do see steve at every function um mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it's uh it's nice to see that you know past presidents and and members still stay around and they they support it so that's that's a Absolutely. really important thing. Um, Absolutely. You know, before I kind of wrap things up today, um, you know, I, I just want to thank you for your time. I'm looking forward to a wonderful year. Um, thank you very much. No, and thank you for the opportunity to do this. And um, I think it's a it's a awesome, new, innovative idea. And uh, I encourage anybody else that uh, would be perhaps thinking about um, getting involved in doing a podcast, by all means, it's a, it's a great avenue to, to sort of get your, your word out there. And Terry is doing a wonderful job and, and um, wish you all the success. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, so with that, actually, uh, if anyone is interested in getting on the podcast, uh, you can reach out to me uh, through the WP Magazine. My uh, contact information's on there. Uh, you just send me a quick email. I'll get in touch with you. We'll get it on. There's going to be advertising. So uh, you've already heard one advertisement. There, uh, We've got another ad coming up shortly. We've got to pay the bills. So uh, we'll be doing that in a few moments. But, again, thank you very much, Jen, for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, thank you very much, Terry. Anytime, absolutely. And I look forward to seeing everybody out there this year and for uh, for years to come as well. Yeah, let's, uh, once again, we'll just talk about the few things before we end up. We've got Past Presidents Night coming up. That's October 11th, right? Sandman. October 11th is the past President's Night, yes. And then we have our annual Christmas party, and it is the second Wednesday in December. I don't have that date on the top of my head. I believe it's the 9th. Oh, oh, 13th. Sorry, 13th. it is the 13th. Thank you. Yeah. December 13th. Um, and that's going to be at the Royal York Hotel again, and our theme is Winter Wonderland. Yeah, it was fantastic um, last year. Oh, Everybody yeah, they did a great up. job last year. So really looking forward to that again. Then we've got the claims conference in January, end of January. And then, oh, one other thing I just wanted to quickly talk, uh, touch base on. Um, April this year, um, well, every year, whenever there is a new Toronto delegate um, position open and we have elections to fill that position, and those um, elections are held in April. So what we're going to do this year um, is we're going to sort of 
in conjunction with the elections we're going to do or we're working on and I don't have all the details yet so please um, stay tuned but we're going to be doing a sort of a um, afternoon symposium so to speak like a or a mock trial um, that uh, we're just in the process of working on and we're going to make it sort of a very um, hands-on-y kind of event so um, keep your eyes out for that further details to follow uh, but we're really looking forward to uh, to putting that um, education slash fun uh, component on with for everybody too yeah and uh, so are we gonna have a guest speaker that night again we, it's going to be an afternoon, and we're going to be working on a panel. So we're just working on um, figuring out a panel. So we're going to have a, you know, um, we're going to basically work around some scenario, a claimed scenario, and then we're going to sort of try and have a mock trial and all the aspects and the investigative aspect of it, the adjusting side, and then what happens when you get to trial. And, um, and we're going to try and work on a scenario that's um, far-reaching, meaning it it's sort of can cover all aspects of um, insurance, auto, liability, property, um, so that everybody can be involved as opposed to just being something more specific to a, a specific topic, so to speak. So meaningful for every aspect of claim that you handle, the auto, yes. the PD, the liability, AB, and the, you know, your BI tort stuff. Absolutely. Yep. That's and, the goal. Uh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, once so keep, again, keep your eyes open. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, Jen. I'm going to have to have you back because, um, there's so much stuff going on here at the OIAA. I'm not sure we can get it all in in one hour. So, Anytime. I'd love to do it. Thank you so much, Terry. Very much appreciate it. And again, everyone listening, guys, thank you very much for, uh, for spending your time with me today on the uh, WP Radio. Uh, we'll be back again next month. Um, stay tuned, and uh, thank you very much. And uh, we've got a couple of commercials coming up to pay the bills, but thanks again, and uh, have a wonderful day. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the first ever episode of WP Radio. I know I did. And thanks again to Jennifer for coming on. Um, next month, we're going to have Chris Dunn from Dutton Brock on. Until then, thanks again for listening. Till next time. Are you an insurance adjuster actively adjusting claims? If so, we want you. The OIAA is a professional organization currently consisting of 1,800 claims professionals with its main focus on education, networking, and knowledge. We promote and maintain a high standard of ethics among insurance claims professionals. We work together with government departments and officials, governing bodies, members of other organizations, insurance companies, associations and fraternities, as well as the general public in matters connected with the business of insurance and insurance claims. We recognize the value of networking for education, advocacy, advancing professional standards, and offering mutual support. We provide networking, professional development, inside industry news, and support to insurance adjusters across Ontario. By joining our network of active and associate members, you receive a direct introduction to other members, our Without Prejudice magazine delivered to your door, discounts for all social and professional development events, knowledge from mixing with seasoned, experienced adjusters and with new up-and-coming professionals, and satisfaction knowing that you are an active participant in shaping claims adjustment and risk management services in Ontario. Most compelling of all is the price. Just for $50 a year plus HST, the value far outweighs the fee. 
Can you afford not to join us? Please visit our website to become a member and to review our calendar of events at www.oiaa.com.